Okay, so a couple of things today uh, that I want to cover. Um, first and foremost, I know that a uh, major part of the questions that people have right now uh, have to do with the Texas shooting. Um, and if you're living in some sort of a cave, um, the, I'm not going to explain the whole thing or read lengthy articles or anything about it, but, um, there's a young man, 18 years old who, um, took the lives of 19 children, um, and a couple of adults as well at a Texas elementary school. Um, and just a few days ago, so I'm recording this and this, uh, when, when things like this happen there, so I want to cover two, two major things today. One of them is this, this school shooting and you know, what, what does that look like? Um, uh, when, when we're asked the question, why that that's something that people, um, often, uh, that's the question that enters the mind. Why, why did he do this? Right. And there, there always are investigations and, and all sorts of things into, um, could this have been prevented? What, um, what in his life caused him to walk that path, um, and, and end in that way. He was gunned down, um, uh, rightfully so by the police, uh, at the end of that, um, and I, there, there is an attempt at times in our culture when something like this happens, there are two extremes that you see, um, and, and man, so radically unfortunate that, um, that, this will become all about gun control. Uh, this kind of thing gets played on from both sides. Um, uh, it, it turns political very quickly. And um, there is a sense in which uh, the, the left in America is going to jump on, uh, it's because we don't have enough gun laws. The right is going to immediately jump on people kill people, guns don't. And um, this isn't about that. Um, my goodness, if the Christian would simply turn the news off after they've heard this, and be broken and pray for those families that have just been through that. So uh, the, the correct response for the Christian is mourning. It, it is to weep with those who weep in this situation. And I realize we don't know those families. Uh, the, if you're here in North Dakota, very likely you don't know the families of those who um, lost children or loved ones, um, the other day, but 
but we still, as an entire nation, recognize the immense tragedy that has gone on in that shooting. Um, when someone takes the lives of really anyone, right? I mean, when 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 someone takes the this happened with the um, the RJR shooting in North Dakota just a few years back in in Mandan and it struck everyone and everyone all of a sudden was like just stunned and in shock that this happened and um, there's a sense of mourning that takes place and there's a sense of mourning that should take place that's the right response um and and just to um mentally and spiritually and emotionally um do the fasting and and the sackcloth and ashes kind of thing when it comes to mourning with those who are mourning down there and 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 for frankly this kind of thing brings back to the very front of the mind to all of those who before have experienced um, a similar thing in their school or the the uh, the theater um, the shooting or um, when when something like this happens it triggers all of those people who went through it and their families so there there's a lot more complexity to something like this than we give it credit for and I think one of the temptations one of the temptations for a believer in light of what has gone on in Texas is to simply jump on whichever side you might land on when it comes to gun control. And and I pray that if that's you, and I honestly mean this, if that's what you've done already, um, if you heard about this shooting and you and and your reaction was essentially oh well they're gonna talk about gun control now and oh we need to um, if if that's you then then you need to repent of that um, that that's overlooking all of those families it's not wrong to have opinions about gun control in fact we should right uh, this should be um, something that we think about as Christians. All of these social issues should be things that we think about and, and, um, and work on and, and whatever. We, we should have biblical opinion about things and, and fight for biblical things. Um, so it's not wrong to have these opinions, but, but if, if we just immediately jump to um, uh, gun control, uh, whichever side you might find yourself on, um, and you've you've overlooked um, the event itself, overlooked this happening to these families. Um, you need to repent. You need to rethink what your priorities are. Like rethink what, especially those with young children, right, in the same situation that these parents are in. Um, my goodness, imagine getting that kind of news. So I, I just want to, I just want you very quickly, I want you to, to spend time praying for those families. 
And as Christians, we don't simply pray that, that they would be comforted, although that should be part of it. We pray that God, you, that you, God, would use this situation the way that you always use tragedy and difficulty, the way that you use the Twin Towers um, falling to save people from their sins. Um, and so our prayer in any tragedy, even in personal tragedy, um, should be, uh, and this is no different, this is our prayer as Christians should be that God would... Um, that God would use this incident, use this this horrendous, murderous, evil event to save people from their sins who aren't. And at the very same time that he would use it for Christians who have been affected in some way by this, that he would use Christians to be a light to those who are going through it. And, and with that, that, that he would use this as some sort of faith-building situation for Christians as well. There, there's, um, there's wisdom in, um, in, in that. And, and when, when we go through things, I've said this on the podcast before, uh, when we walk through things that are terrible, when we go through hardship, um, even something like job loss or or like this, the loss of a loved one, and especially like this, the unexpected and uh, shocking, tragic loss of a loved one that that you just didn't see coming. Um, these these kinds of things, these kinds of trials and difficulties and painful things in the Christian's life are the most powerful witnessing opportunity that any Christian will ever come by. Um, because that's the very time in which the world or the goat within the church would say, why did this happen, God? Why, God, would you do this to me? Uh, why would you let this happen to me? It's at that point that the unbeliever shakes a fist at God and says, how could you? While the believer is is the opposite of that, and and says, um, "I will continue to trust in Almighty God. He is that good. He is that glorious. He is that amazing. His gospel is that penetrating. It is that life altering. It is that heart changing." And so, for the Christian, that is what we hopefully land on. And. Um, this, this situation is, I just want to encourage you. I'm not going to spend really any more time on it, but, um, I want to encourage anyone who hears this and, um, those especially in, in our church who might hear this, um, don't, man, don't just jump on political sides. Don't overlook the situation mourn. Thank God for the health of your children. Praise God that, that this kind of thing hasn't happened to you. And then, and then mourn with those who are in mourning right now. Um, mourn the loss of, of those who are, are struggling through this thing. And, 
pray for them, pray for them and plead with God that he would use it to grow Christians in their faith, to convict unbelievers of their sin, um, and, and to change lives for the better. Um, the other thing that comes to mind here is we, we always get asked the question, why? And, and there are even times when, um, there, there just, there has to be blame put on someone. Right. And, um, and especially when the, the perpetrator dies in the like this one, um, he was shot in the situation as it went down, as it ended, um, there, there tends to be still this need for some sort of head to roll. And, um, and so there, there will be investigation. There'll be an attempt to look at, um, uh, upbringing, who all made mistakes that led him down that path. Um, what all happened to him that led him down that path. And, and there are even times when, in situations that are tragic that happen of this nature, there are even times when, when people will um, be sympathetic and have empathy toward the shooter. Um, and there may be a place for that. If, if the shooter uh, uh, or someone uh, who commits a, a violent crime or the, the person, right, the subject, if the subject is, has been victimized, or has been neglected, or uh, whatever. It's okay, right? It's okay for the Christian to look at that and and um, mourn over the sin that is in the world. Um, but there there has been a tendency in recent years, um, especially, to um, just assign blame everywhere except on the individual. And um, the, the root of the question, no matter in the investigating what they find out about this young man, um, no matter where he's from or uh, what his upbringing was like, he was evil. Um, his heart was evil. He was at odds with God. He was at war with God. Um, Romans 3, I, I touched on this not long ago, actually. Um, but Romans three is the, I, I think one of the quintessential, um, places that we go to and Romans three, chapter 10, uh, as it is written, there is none righteous, not even one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks for God. All have turned aside together. They have become worthless. There is none who does good. There is not even one. Their throat is an open tomb. With their tongues they keep deceiving. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their paths. And the path of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. That's a picture of the depraved human heart. And so if you want to ask, what is the actual root cause of this situation. That's the root cause. No matter what they find out about this young man's past, past, no matter what they found out about how others have failed him, and that I'm sure has happened, and we can mourn that that has happened, right? But, um, but make no mistake, 
this happened because that uh, that young man uh, was evil. His heart was evil in the sight of the Lord. And, um, and such is the human heart. Um, and so we, we, we mourn that this has happened. And I pray that you would, even from afar up here in North Dakota, that you would, um, that you would come alongside of those families in the most powerful way. Anyone can come alongside anyone and that's to pray for them. That's to, to pray for them, um, in an intercessory way, um, to the father on their behalf that, that he would save those who aren't, that he would grow the faith of those who are Christians, that he would use Christians to be a light in the midst of a dark and difficult time. And so that's going to be my prayer. Um, and, and I hope that that is what you are praying as well. Um, it's okay to be, uh, to have political opinion, but, but please don't be that person who in the wake of this is, is posting all over Facebook. And the only thing we're posting is, um, you know, guns don't kill people. People do. Um, and that sort of stuff. This isn't the time for that. Um, this isn't the time for that kind of engagement. The, um, this is the time to, to pray and to call the church to pray and to, um, to call our nation to repent of, of its sin. This is, this is evidence of sin. This is evidence of the fall of humans, the fall of mankind. Uh, this is evidence for the depravity that lies in the human heart. And, um, and so, um, we, we have all sorts of issues in, um, this nation in particular that are ungodly, that are not good, that are unbiblical. There are many, many millions of people who are at odds with God, who hate God. Um, and that, that is what we need, um, that is that is what we need to mourn um our own sin uh and and pray for others to come to know him who don't and those that do to grow and be a light and love him out loud and um and so that's that's my prayer i hope that that's yours um uh, the, the second major thing I wanted to talk about, um, and I'm requiring my sons to listen to this podcast because of this. Uh, so uh, we went to um, see the new Doctor Strange movie uh, a couple days ago. Um, we went and saw, um, uh, I, I forget even what it's called, Doctor Strange. The, uh, it's about the multiverse right? That there are different universes and there's a you in another universe and all this kind of stuff. Um, and you know, it's sci-fi, it's classic Marvel kind of stuff. Right. Um, and, uh, hmm. it's, it's classic Marvel. Um, but so while I was there in true, uh, pastoral, um, 
and as as a a pastor does <laughs> all too often sometimes um i i took a few notes i wrote a couple of things down that i just wanted to hit because uh you know we're we're surrounded by you're you're incredibly naive if you're a person who just watches movies or news and feels like you're not being influenced um or uh, that there's not some sort of agenda. There's always an agenda. There's always a, um, something that the world is attempting to teach um, people. Uh, just because uh, that's that's the nature of everything. There's an agenda on our part. I just talked about uh, our agenda and that our agenda should be to pray for those who don't know Christ, to come to know who he is, to know who God is. That should be our agenda in, in this tragedy, in this situation. And so um, that there's always some sort of agenda. There's always something that we're looking uh, at or that we long to get across or uh, something like that. And so um, this is no different. Um, and, and so when you watch any movie and, and everyone is coming to know this and see this pretty easily at this point in history. Um, but, um, uh, and, and Disney has made news, um, in recent months because of their commitment to ungodly living and, uh, their commitment to, um, not only ungodly living, but to support ungodly living. Um, and, uh, and Romans chapter one, um, there's, there's a warning, right? To those who know, um, who God is. And at the very end of this whole thing, he kind of, he, he walks down the, um, the, uh, path for lack of a better way to put it, the progression of sin. And, and, and it ends in verse 32. Um, he says, And although they know the righteous requirement of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death. He's just gone through this list of, of sins, essentially. Not a, not a comprehensive list of sins. It's not just these things. He's, just, he's making a point and using certain things. And he says, Although they... Uh, know the righteous requirements of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death. They not only do the same, but also give hearty approval to those who practice them. And so there's there's a condemnation, there's a condemning of those people. There's a, um, a, um, a, a stark warning um, against being that person who... Um, is approving of and and heartily even right um, approving of um, the sins that uh, are being practiced. And he again lists a certain bit of them, but um, so I want to I want to point out just a few things. Long story short, in this movie that I spotted, uh, one of them incredibly obvious, another. Um, thing or two that um, that uh, that may not be so obvious, but the the first thing is that um, um, uh, America Chavez is kind of uh, one of the main stars of the show, um, and I don't want to give it all away, I guess, uh, but you know, you know, you know, spoiler alert, right? So I, I don't know, I'll just say it because I don't know what I'm going to say in this um, next few minutes, but. Um, 
but uh, America Chavez is the the uh, fictional character um, who can travel. Her superpower is that she can travel uh, through universes. So so different universes uh, she can travel from this one to another one and then to another one. Um, and, uh, so, um, that's, that's the, one of the main premises of the, of the movie. Um, well, she, uh, story goes, um, and, uh, make it very clear that she has two moms in the universe that she originally came from. Uh, she has two moms. And so, um, <laughs> we have to, uh, Disney doesn't do this, um, on accident, right? Like there, there's a, um, a blatant and obvious and not hidden attempt, um, to normalize sin in this way and, uh, to normalize, um, uh, homosexuality, um, in such a way that it's, it's, um, ungodly, but, but they're, they're trying to normalize it that the, um, Hollywood is a perpetrator of this, but like a lot of the culture at large um, has been working to desensitize to um, through the generation or two to make it uh, normal to see. Um, we've all uh, seen the commercial um, uh, every 30 minutes uh, that that includes now um, homosexuality in the in the commercial and um, and it, it, it's all an attempt to normalize, to desensitize, um, the person to that, that lifestyle. Um, and, um, that's sin. Um, it, it just is, it's not how God created, uh, you. It's, it's not how God designed, uh, his, creation. Um, Jesus affirms this himself, uh, as he talks about, um, uh, well, the subject is divorce, uh, but, uh, but he, he affirms his view on marriage there, his view on gender there, his view on, um, homosexuality or bisexuality or, um, uh, pick one, right? Uh, uh, at this day and age, um, he, um, um, polyamory, polygamy. Uh, he, 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 um, in that text alone, um, he, he clears up what a Christian should think about those kinds of things by giving you the, uh, the true, the true view. Um, so he doesn't, he doesn't specifically talk about all of the counterfeits, but he gives you the true dollar bill essentially in, in that text. And so, um, he affirms it. Uh, I'm not going to get into scripture uh, really when it comes to homosexuality, I'm just going to analyze that, that that's an on purpose thing. And I hope that when you're watching any sort of entertainment at this point in history, um, that, that you're watching it with a critique with a with an eye, um, with your eyes open to um, theologically what somebody's always preaching some sort of gospel or doctrine to you, uh, and the world is no different. And so we we as Christians have to have open eyes. And um, so there's a really obvious attempt 
to um, normalize homosexuality um, uh, in in the movie. And um, so that's one thing that uh, was really a turnoff <laughs> for me in the in the movie. Um, and uh, there's another thing though that was a lot less um, a lot less, I think, uh, noticeable. Uh, because you just get caught up in the the entertainment value of the the story and and that sort of thing, but but the whole story is about um, a superhero who fought with the Avengers and she was a good guy, right? Like one of the one of the good people, one of the heroes of the stories, and and now she's kind of gone off the deep end um, because she uh, is so deeply grieving and unhappy. Um, because her boyfriend, uh, died in one of the, uh, movies and, um, and so she has this vision, no pun intended. Uh, she has this vision of, um, her, her two sons and the perfect life that she should have had with them. Well, now there are multiple universes, right? And so she's, um, leaving her, her attempt is to go to one of these other universes so that she can be with her kids. Right. Um, and so behind that is, is really a picture of a couple of things. One, a person who will go to any lengths, um, at the expense of any any people in the way to to get what they want. And that's all too often the picture when sin enters our heart, right? When, when we give in as Christians to our flesh, uh, how often is it at, at the expense of others? Um, your um, uh, addiction to lust or um, when, when you see in the world uh, alcoholism, um, pornography, uh, uh, drug abuse, uh, narcissism. When you see people, um, obsessed with themselves in some way, obsessed with their own happiness, right? Um, what uh, so often you end up with is people who have used others, um, however they needed to, uh, to, um, to get whatever they want. And this is actually a good picture of that. The storyline here is a good picture, and and she's a bad guy in this in this film, um, and uh, and she's really a bad guy because she is is willing. She's coveting um, uh, so much what um, some other her in another universe has um, that that she's willing to go at to any expense, any length. She's willing to do anything. Um, to those in her path to, um, to get what she wants. And this is the very, uh, the very essence of the, the commandment not to covet, um, what your neighbor has. So another thing that is, um, about that, actually the same sort of issue is that behind that, there's this sense in her as there is in, in many humans today, right? There, there's this, and frankly, all of us, we all battle with this. Uh, Christians battle with this in their flesh. The unbelievers in the world swim in it all the time. We have this idea that, that this thing, whatever it might be, is going to satisfy us once and for all. We're always looking for that, that thing. 
Um, and for some people, it's their job that they worship. For some people, it's their uh, family, like a, an, an ideal picture of a family. And so they're always battling and never happy and never able to just live. Um, and uh, for some people, it's their children. They worship them. They uh, cater to them. They spoil them. They ruin them um, uh, because of some sort of misplaced um, idea in, in our minds that, that uh, we want to give them what they want. We want their, their happiness is first and foremost, right? Um, when frankly, your children's character are more important than their happiness. Um, because happiness is just this, it's this fleeting thing. It's a momentary emotion. It goes away. Um, when joy is something that true joy um, unspeakable joy, right? As the, the scriptures talk about, um, joy that can't be explained, that only, only comes from the Lord. That only comes from God, from knowing Him, from submitting to Him, from loving Him. Uh, th- that, that is the only avenue for joy. That's the only avenue that would lead a Christian who, um, there, there's the, the, the church shooting that made, um, so much news. I mean, it's been years ago now, but over on the east coast uh somewhere there uh, one of the carolinas i think there's that church shooting that happened um and on the stand uh famously when when they got to speak to the the shooter um the lady said that she forgives him uh, with a lot of emotion but she uh, like th- that's a picture of joy that in the in the midst of the most gut-wrenching morning difficult um, situation that you might be going through, you are still able to love God. You're still able to uh, pursue Him, to to thirst for Him, to look to Him for comfort in difficulty rather than shaking a fist at Him. Um, and so true happiness, as is sought in the movie by the main characters, um, is sought in all the wrong places in the movie. Um, Dr. Strange and uh, Wanda in the movie both uh, seek happiness in um, some sort of relationship, a lost love kind of a thing. And they're, they're if only, uh, if only this would happen, um, I would be complete or I would be happy or I, things would be fixed or it would be perfect. Um, there, if only has to do with, um, has to do with, uh, relationship. If, if only this relationship would have worked out with her, uh, then I would achieve happiness. I would be able to live in a state of happiness. Uh, obviously Dr. Strange has never been married or in a relationship for very long because that's not how it works. Um, I, I love my wife, um, but if I looked to her or our relationship for completeness, for happiness all the time, it would be a sore failure and vice versa. I'm, I'm going to fail her. She's going to fail me. There, there is never going to be true happiness in any relationship apart from the relationship with Christ that we have, the relationship with God that a Christian has. Um, that's the only place to find happiness. 
So the two um, almighty superheroes uh, are are pretty naive in the movie, and and it's uh, of course it's a story, but what it tells you is uh, culturally, this is what we seek. This is some of the things that we seek is love. We seek relationship, and we think that that is the thing that's going to satisfy. We think that um, we we run from singleness. Singleness is something that is looked at as. Um, I'm, uh, this is temporary. I'm looking and I'm going to make this thing happen because that's what I'm supposed to do. That's what is the perfect picture for my life is, um, is relationship and marriage and, uh, dating and all of these things. Um, and, and so sometimes we seek things that, uh, are not God, uh, to be God to do what a job that only God can do, which is bring us true joy, um, lasting joy, everlasting joy. That is only something that can come from God uh, himself. And, and so um, Hollywood, our culture at large, um, looks for happiness in, uh, in all the wrong places. Um, and... Uh, and it's that happiness through relationship that actually drives a lot of the argumentation uh, from the world for homosexuality. You you hear love is love, right? Um, I actually was surprised at first in my looking at some of this stuff um, uh, with the uh, America Chavez and stuff. Apparently, this is part of the comics. Right, this America Chavez character. Um, it's a, a real character in the comic books. And um, when I, I researched a little bit, um, she, the actress that plays her in the film, um, is uh, here in this picture. And she's quoted at being happy. Um, uh, Let's see. So um, she says, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce her name. I haven't heard it pronounced, but that name um, uh, says, who plays the uh, MCU's America, America Chavez, sat down with USA Today to talk about the fan backlash over her character having two moms and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, and her, uh, she really, um, let's see, she, Gomez admitted that she's really happy, quote, really happy, uh, that Marvel Studios chose not to back down and stay true to Chavez's portrayal in the comics. And so when I read that, I thought, my goodness, this is, this was actually in the comic. Um, because I mean, I'm not a comic book guy, right? But it, it, it is, um, I think kind of goofy when an original story says something and then there's a complete flip flop from the original story. When you see it in the movie, if you're a person who reads the book and then watches the movie, you deal with this all the time, right? Um, in whatever you're, uh, whatever you're looking at, but um, so I'm, I'm like, wait a minute, that was in the original comics. Like a lot of these comic book characters are from long ago. Um, and so what, what in the world is the deal with that? Well, um, when I looked into it a little bit more, um, 
this this is the original the number one the first comic book um uh it's called america chavez made in the usa and it's from 2021 so yes this is original to the comic but this comic was made um with a specific agenda in mind um and it's to to normalize and uh rationalize and um uh desensitize the um the person being entertained by it to um uh to anti-biblical sexuality um that's that's what it is it it was made in uh, per, first published March 3rd 2021 so a little over a year ago um and um her name is America she's supposed to represent America and um she's also uh well I won't spoil the whole thing for you, I guess, but just just know, I, I guess the takeaway for this is know what you're being, um, know, know what you're uh, being put into, know what kinds of things are, are being put in, into your head, and, um, and pay attention biblically to the things that you take in, uh, because we should not be, as Christians, desensitized to things that are sinful, no matter what they are, um, uh, we we shouldn't be desensitized to things that are sinful, things that aren't good, things that aren't. I think about even the um, the heterosexuality that you see portrayed. That's man and woman that you see portrayed in movies nowadays and entertainment. And we folks, we are entertained by the sins of others so often um and uh and and so it this this is something that i'm not going to tell you to not watch movies but but i am going to say and and attempt hopefully to make the case that that you can't just uh watch movies without thinking about what is being preached to you because there's always indoctrination happening um, that there are always lessons. There always are things being said um, to you to sway you in some sort of direction. That's just the case. That's that's the nature of all all things <laughs> that that we take in. Um, so just watch and pay attention to what is being said to you. Watch that it's not um, that it's not affecting you, um, and and that it's not counter biblical. Um, that that you're beginning to not recognize things that are um, creeping into your mind and heart that are not biblical, that are not good, that are detrimental to your spiritual development. Because we just we just walked through that a couple of weeks ago in church, right? The um, God takes your sanctification seriously, and He wants you to um, to pay attention to um, He wants you to pay attention to things that are. Uh, not good like this and know what you're taking in, know what you're watching. Um, you're responsible for that as a believer. You're responsible to take note. You're res- I, there's, um, I'll say this and then I need to close this. This is a f- long, long one, longer than usual. But, um, but there, some years ago we went to a church and we actually went to a Bible study um, that was a, 
like a small group sort of setting, and there were a couple. Uh, there was a couple there. It was men and women, um, but but there was one time that the women um, from this Bible study group um, all started talking about going to watch Magic Mike and how they're excited to go check that out and they were going to make a day of it. And, uh, and I just thought to myself, we're like, <laughs> you're, you're going to watch something for the purpose of lusting. Um, we've, we've really got to watch what creeps in to our lives and what is running our lives and, and what kind of, what standard, by what standard are you living? By what standard am I living? Um, am I am I recognizing when I see this uh, Marvel movie um, the things in it that are wrong, that are unbiblical, the problems that they have that are are actually that they're seeking the wrong answers to? Um, are you letting your kids watch stuff like that all the time and never never entering into that conversation with them, never telling them, "Hey, listen, that's not okay. That's not normal. Uh, happiness, you're never going to find it in in a marriage or relationship. It's not. It's just not going to happen. Um, uh, your happiness is fleeting. It's joy that you should seek, and that is only found in your relationship with Christ. And um, the uh, the love of the Father is the only love that is going to actually satisfy you. And if you have that, then the rest of your relationships are going to be better, and you're going to be able to deal with it when they're not. Um, and uh, so, are we engaging with our children in in those things? Um, I I actually at, after the movie ended, I got in the car. Um, and we were about to go home and I was pulling out of the parking lot and I said, okay, I'm going to make a podcast about this. Um, and, uh, your requirement because you got to watch it is that you have to watch that. So boys, if you're listening and paying attention to this right now, uh, you made it, it's a long, uh, video. Uh, so congratulations on that. And I hope that you understand that the only thing that matters in your life the only thing, the first and foremost thing, if you miss this, you miss everything else in life. If, if you seek after anything as the solution to your ultimate issues, if anything is, is, if you look at anything as the answer to the big things in your life, other than God and his word, then it's going to fail you every time. It's not going to give you happiness. It might for a, a moment, but that's going to end very quickly. And you're going to be left even more depressed because that wasn't the answer after all. God is the answer. Keep leaning on him. Keep running to him. Keep becoming more and more obsessed with him. And, um, and you'll be all right. So that's the episode. I hope some of you made it this far. But until next time, um, yeah, watch what goes into your brains before they blow up. 